What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Spectators Podcast, brought to you by Spectators Media. My name is Julian. I am here with Brooke, as always, for episode 194. And we are here with a special guest of ours, the one and only Tampa local, Pusha Preem. What is going on, brother? Welcome in, everybody. What's good? What's good? Yeah, how y'all doing? We're doing great. We're we're happy to get you back on this. We had a, a big technical <laughs> difficulties on uh, on Monday trying to get this done, but it, it's good to get you back. And I am excited to, uh, to talk some shop and get to know you a little bit better, and have all of our fans and your fans alike get to get to hear you a little bit more. So, uh, Brooke, Next. if you want to get this rolling for us, the stage is yours. Yes, sir. So first off, welcome, Preem. Ple- pleasure to have you again. Mr. Tampa will win in the building. Always showing love to everybody. So y'all make sure to give my boy a follow. Check out everything he got going on too. That that boy be working. But first thing we want to get into, man, you you say you you a big basketball fan, and and I love that. And I want to touch on like how that all started as a kid growing up. What what got you into to rocking with the NBA and and going from there? So I come from a um, heavy soccer family, um, being West African. And uh, one summer, uh, like, you know, um, this when you were able to, like, watch TV at the crib and be a kid. Um, the Bulls was playing with the 93 playoffs. And, um, like, everybody was just, like, hoping for this one guy named Michael Jordan to lose. And he was just, like, going through the East like it was nothing. And then uh, it was him and Charles Barkley. And, like, I just fell in love with, like, him just being, like, the underdog. Like, everyone's just, like, wanting him to lose. Like, everyone hated him. I didn't understand why because he was just so dope as a player. And then he retired. And I'm just like, what the fuck? So um, that whole summer, it was just like, this guy's gone. And I had loved this team. So I'm just like, what's going to happen next? So I just stuck with the with the Bulls since then all the way through. And then he came back and won three more. And then since then I've been a been a Bulls fan. I, you know, when the Bulls come into uh, to Orlando, I make sure I make some time to go see them. Um, you know, uh, I've been there with you know when we had Joe Kim Noah, when we had Derrick Rose, when we had Jason Williams. Um, you know, when we had Elton Brand, when we first had Tyson Chandler and gave him up for peanuts, <laughs> and we had Jamal. Crawford. <laughs> We had Jamal Crawford. And he was, and you know, he was the hype from Michigan. Like, like I've been there for 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 all those. So, yeah, the Bulls is near and dear to my heart. Yeah, and you know, MJ, why do you regard it as the goat or or next to it if you're a LeBron guy or anything of that nature? But, um, you know, MJ was known so much, obviously, for his basketball and his winning. But what just about like how whenever he was in the mix, he was probably going to be the best that inspires you and kind of the way that you live and create and do all of that. Yeah, definitely. Like he's, he's always been like somebody that um, pride himself on like hard work and to just backing up his shit talking. And, you know, during that time, you know, it, it was just like, it was dope to see someone actually do that. You know, like I feel like with basketball, it, you know, people just kind of be like, I'm just playing basketball, but he took it for more like a pride thing. And I've always thought if you, you know, took what he was so ambitious about in basketball and apply that to life, then like you would always be a winner. And then I've seen people do it from like I feel like LeBron takes a little bit from 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 Jordan. I think Kobe does, Gilbert Arenas, Iverson, Grant Hill, Trace McGrady. Everyone always reveres back to Jordan because of like he just took basketball to like the next level. It was, it was like a lifestyle for him to uh, you know winning was a lifestyle for him. And the last dance kind of like they they touched on it some more. And, you know, they had to add dramas, Netflix, you know, so they try to make him seem like he was like a bad person. But, uh, you know, I would want a person like Jordan, my team, that cares about the end goal more than I do. You know what I'm saying? Because they won't let you fail. And if you yeah, got a guy. People around it. you don't don't care. Like, you're, you're not going to care either. You you got to surround yourself with like-minded or people that are going to want it more, like you said. Iron sharpens iron. That's facts. That's yeah. facts. We need that. And one thing I've been kind of on lately is like, um, you know, sometimes being seen as somebody who wants something like really aggressively or wants like has a desire for a goal is almost like uh, some people might say it's embarrassing or cringe or whatever. But I mean, why why even be embarrassed? Have something you're passionate about. Go hard at it. Be cocky about it when you know you're good at it. And those are the stuff that MJ 
did and and it was uh it's really cool to see obviously i was really young towards the end of his career but having a guy like that to still all these years later 20 30 years later after he started and and finished playing to still be the, the icon that he is is remarkable really yeah for real yeah. And I don't think that's ever really going to go away. I always feel like the mystique of Jordan, whether there's another MJ that comes along, whatever, whether the conversation with LeBron really gets to a point where you can fully take the step with rings. I don't think that's happening, but regardless, it, it's always going to have that aura of MJ. You look back and MJ, you put winning MJ dog MJ, like yeah. it's just how it's going to be. Not facts. I mean, in my opinion, he's like the definition, you know, just two, three peats. You can't really beat that. You know what I'm saying? As I said, after retiring, you know what I'm saying? Three, six time finals MVP. Man's dropped 60, 60 points on Larry Bird, Kevin McKay. On like like five um, Hall of Famers, he dropped 60 and he was in this like third year. You know, the the first minute that did a dunk contest with a gold chain and brought culture in, you know, like, uh, um, he got banned for wearing sneakers, like the same sneakers that we wear today. I've seen people wear Jordans in court, and he got banned for that. So, like, <laughs> he had to put the X you know on saying? it. Yeah, yeah, like so. It's like that man. That man is just like you know, like we have to give people their flowers, and it's okay. You know what I mean? Like people want to make the comparison. I don't really make the comparison because it's two different positions. Like you know, that's it, a small forward to a to a to a to a shooting guard, like. Yeah. Why don't people compare LeBron to Dwayne Wade? You know what I'm saying? Like, they don't. It's two different positions. And if, you know, I think LeBron's durability uh, keeps him keeps him around. But he's also 6'9", and the rim is 10 foot. Like, he should be able to do all that and then more. If Jordan was 6'9", I don't think he would lose a fucking game. You know what I'm saying? It's just, like, different players, different builds, different aspects. I just, you know, champion them for what they do with their accomplishments. Because the moment that you start looking at the things they don't do and their failures, now it's just like now I'm judging failure for failure, and it's just like ah, we're taking away from the greatness, you know? Yeah, and, and six nine, almost three hundred pounds too. Can't can't knock that. But can't knock we, that. We as like fan bases, society, re- really also gotta stop that because again, it is hard to compare, and you're you're allowed to have like your favorite. That's fine, but you gotta just let the stars shine and appreciate that greatness because you could be the greatest at whatever your respective thing is. But somebody else might be better at whatever their thing is than you. So now, how you nitpicking those those fine details? It's hard because it's all subjective. Yeah. For me, it's, it's just, like I, I just like the consistency of Jordan. You know what I'm saying? Like I know what I'm gonna yeah. get. LeBron is just like I don't know what I'm gonna get. It's like you're supposed to be the best, but then if Anthony Davis is down, your win loss percentages are, 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 are factored in. Like you're yeah. supposed to be like the goat, but then like you lost to Dirk Nowinski and you had. Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosch, but then we said the boy Dirk was cold though. Dirk was cold. <laughs> he, was, he was cold, but it's like, but but well, how come people don't be like it's Dirk better than LeBron? Was, yeah. People wouldn't would yeah. have that. You know what I'm saying. We, so we it's like it. you're cold, but you're, I don't I don't think you you know he's not ice cold compared to like LeBron, right? No, and we're not trying at to all, not at all. We're mm-hmm. trying to do that grand scheme of it, but LeBron does play a lot, so I I, I imagine the numbers go up because he played more. But the way that these new kids are coming in, like what I've been seeing, oh yeah, he's definitely gonna have a run for his money because these kids are coming in 19 and they're they're playing smarter. And now that these kids are getting way more bread, he, like there'll be a million LeBrons now because more people are just gonna put money into their body. People are gonna like be watching LeBron go through his old YouTubes and be like, oh, okay, I should be you know eating oatmeal in the morning instead of eating this. I should be doing that taking care of my body. Once they start doing that. And then now everyone's shooting threes now. Like, it's going to, it's like, those numbers are definitely going to be, like, probably in the next, like, 10, 10, 10, 15 years, like, someone will be able to catch up to those numbers. The, well, the way the let, game is going. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely agree. Let's also go ahead and uh, get into one of the, the biggest uh, young kids coming up, Victor Wembenyama. I want to know what you think mm-hmm. about him and, and his size, what he brings to the game, the way he plays, all that. I think he's still trying to figure out how to play basketball in America. It, sometimes he looks kind of lost. But once he gets it, I think maybe like in two, three years, once he gets it, he's going to be a problem. Because one thing uh, um, uh, like I argue with a lot of people about when it comes to basketball is like the physique. It, it, it plays yeah. a huge part in the game. Like if I'm taller than you, 
if I'm stronger than you, then I have the advantage over you, no matter what. The moment Jason Tatum grew to be like 6'11", this nigga was dropping 50-point games like almost every day because you can't guard me because you're not my height. And if you bring uh, uh, a forward that's my height, right, then he's slower than me. So I'm going to just go and just take it to the bar. So it's like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, things got to get paired up. Kevin Durant is such a monster because he's seven foot, but he shoots like a guard. So until you can give me another forward that can guard me, I'm going to I'm gonna dominate every time. Or you're going to have to double me. But if, if you double me, then I'm just going to just hand it off. And if I have just a decent enough guard, then I'm going to kill you. Kind of like the Nuggets. When they double Joker, then they give it to Jamal. Then when, when Jamal's running around, he dumps off the Joker. Then Joker hands off to, to you can't guard everybody. Once you started creating these these um these different matchups, it's gonna be a problem. So when when Victor becomes like a pure like matchup maker, I mean a, a matchup um, disruptor, it's gonna be almost impossible to stop him. Just like how it was with Yao Ming. Like I, I like in in the in in retrospect, Yao Ming didn't suck. Yeah, he wasn't like as aggressive, but like when you saw him and Shaq, he gave Shaq a lot of smoke. And had he had he like Shaq one problems. or two four players. To kind of make the difference, you know what I'm saying? And McGrady not be so injury prone. Who knows, man? They probably they probably might have been able to beat the Lakers in, um, um, in the playoffs because that height is just like Victor is blocking shooters, like regular shooters. Like you can't really shoot around him. So now you have to change your whole game when he's on the court. You can't shoot yeah. the same. But with him not like I, I I just want him to have just a little bit more muscle because it just it just every time I see him play, it just reminds me of Greg Oden. Like I feel like he's gonna have a lot of feet problem. You know, running up and down the court. He don't got a lot of like mass on him. So I feel like he falls down too much. So he got, I think he's got to just like learn how to play basketball at this speed, at this rate first. And then I can give him a fair assessment. But when he does get it, it will be a problem. It's going to be worse than Giannis because he, he don't even have to jump. So once he starts developing the grown man muscle, it's going to be a fucking rap. Once he goes see Hakeem, it's going to be a rap because you can't guard the man. You can't. You have to follow him. Like I'm watching the 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 summer league, and people are just just doing regular contesting, and it's a foul at the three point line. He'll just bait you all day now, and then yeah. he's gonna eat at the line. He's gonna get 15 at the line, and he's gonna get 20 on the floor. The average 35, easy type shit. Because because when he's he's a kind of guy that you compared him to Giannis a little bit, and I the comp is perfect. When Giannis was in the league, he was really the skinny kid. He grew a little bit when he got into the league too. Obviously, he's not Victor's mm-hmm. height. But as the years have gone on, he's gotten bigger and stronger. And now he's just maybe the strongest guy in the league. Like, there's not really anybody physically that can match up with him. And the Mm -hmm. only flaw in his game is that he's not a high-percentage volume shooter. And even with that knowledge, he's impossible to stop. So imagine Victor puts on half the weight Giannis does and and is the naturally gifted shooter that he is already because he is a pretty gifted shooter. Uh, No, he is. That's, like, pretty incredible because Giannis if he shoots 32 from three that's all he needs to kind of make his game just elevate beyond and Victor should be higher than a 32 percent shooter from three so and I like how he's like he, he's not afraid to pass the ball too I see a lot of times where it's just like he'll just you know pick up the rebound like it's nothing and instead of just like reattempting it he'll just dime it off you know because once you once the Spurs start like they start developing their players now you have to worry about that too you know, the Spurs yeah. are a super young team, but, like, imagine if they had the same Rudy Gay from a couple years ago. Imagine if they still had uh, 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 um, um, Murray. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that pair, oh, man, it's going to get scary. Gonna, once he learns, though, not, not right now. He's going to he, – right yeah. now he's – And they're not going to win a lot of – they're not going to win a lot of games either. So he has a little bit of time to develop, too. Damn, man. Had he went to the Thunder, it would have been a fucking problem. <laughs> Oh, yeah, man, that have been an issue. I mean, there's a couple of teams that he would have made really good right away. Him on like the Hornets would have been really good to see him and Lamelo. Just even even a guy that's like true. That. I don't think they're gonna. I don't think that they would. Um, well, I don't know yet because I haven't seen it. But I would like you know I would want to be on the team to where they could feed him the ball so he could just slow down on the post because then he could just hook him all day. If he develops a hook shot, they're not stopping that man, bro. Just like they couldn't stop. Oh, yeah, a, he uh, needs that. Cause you can't you can't contest it. I'm not even looking at you. Like you're you're jumping as high as you can. And I can't see you. That's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. It's I was like watching you messing with your little struggle. little brother or son, and they just yes. trying to jump, get and get the ball. Yeah, what are you gonna do? 
And then once he gets the secondary moves, oh my god, it's gonna be a fucking problem. Like the pump fake jabs or like the the the, the spin jumpers. Oh my god, like all the new moves that they're doing like in the last five years. There's so many new moves yeah. that they have now that somebody like him, if he adapts them, it's gonna be super hard to guard him. From step backs to side steps to the um the little um the windmill carry uh, to to finish to the basket. Like and everyone right now is like the 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 spin jump shot is like that shit is so fucking money now, and you have so much room because the fadeaway is like another one of the most unguardable jump shots. Yeah, if you crazy. can hit a fade, I mean, think about Carmelo. He just made a whole living and a career off of off a fadeaway yeah. jumper. <laughs> like he couldn't and, stop it. And Kobe shit, Jimmy Butler's natural jump shots are fadeaway. Yeah, he leans back just on a stand up jumper. So yeah. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. So yeah, I mean, those are types of shots that you're going to be able to generate space no matter what. And if it, hey, if if Victor can generate more space than his body already naturally has, he'll be in really good shape. Will it happen? I don't. Yeah. Think I hope so. I don't know. Yeah, it just it's, it all comes down to his health, man. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't like that he already got sat down for the summer league. That's scary, and I imagine it's yeah, just yeah. because he just finished the season and and all that, but. It's a little scary because nah, he has he to looks, adjust. He looks, he looks feeble, man. He looks feeble on that court. Yeah, he falls down for everything. He falls down for rebounds. And I'll be watching his feet when he gets the rebound because, like, that's how you know whether or not he's going to get hurt pretty soon. If he, if, he, if he don't, like, learn how to, like, play his feet when he jumps up. Because you're, you're tall, right? So you're just going to do whatever you can to get, to get the ball, right? But th- these niggas is jumping with you. So that, that little bit of a bump and you fall on your ankles over – it's over, man. Big men always have problems with their feet, man. Always. They feet. Oh, even, they, even the best. They, Anthony yeah. Davis, all, the best. Like, it's just how it goes. You got to know how yeah. to use your body. You're, you're that big. If you don't figure it out on your own, you, you're just out there doing whatever, and that, that ain't going to be good. Especially with Anthony Davis, with his growth spurt, he got tall so fast. How, how do you mm. even adjust to that? Like you, you woke imagine? up one morning and you was just <laughs> now you a center. You better hope you got like a, a two parent household. Can you imagine the school clothes? Like how do you go to school the next day? <laughs> Yo, you you walking around with crop tops. <laughs> yeah, you you go for this, you go have the summer vacation and come back for it just taller. You got to get the whole new fit. <laughs> Your favorite shirt is gone. 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 <laughs> Your shoes that you was excited to wear? Those Jordans that you saved up to buy? Yeah. Gone. Gone. Come on. That's tough. That's tough. Is there anybody outside of Jordan, is there anybody that you've looked at in maybe not just uh, the NBA, but any sports in general as just like this cultural icon that you've uh, been able to gravitate towards while you're growing up or now or um, other than Jordan, I would say it would have to be like a tie between um Muhammad Ali, Allen Iverson, and like and LeBron James. But LeBron James as a father, I feel like he's like yeah. a really dope dad. Yeah, I, like I, I think it gets a little overlooked because you know when we say for the culture, it's like the cool stuff you do and all that, or or uh, mm-hmm. being an icon. But yeah, him being a dad and being a pretty seemingly good one from like the optics and like the good person he is fully agree obviously iverson is like one of the most iconic athletes ever and it's weird because he's not even remotely near like one of the best athletes ever but just like the things he did and how cool he was doing it the things he made cool headbands and cornrows and all that you ever you ever have any of that type of stuff because you were watching him hell yeah man true (laughs) like man i had had the iverson jersey had the headband uh, uh, I would like look up his tattoos online and be like, when I get a tattoo, I'm gonna get a tattoo like this. Let me get a tattoo like that. And I, yeah, I was like, my God, because like, um, no, I did. I think that the closest I got to to doing a tattoo that that resembles him is um, he got the Georgetown, um, like dog, and I have like I have an eagle. So that's the, that's like the closest that that, that yeah. I came to it. Yeah, but and then like I almost got the um like the Asian joint, but then it's like I was like, yo, how do I know this is even saying what it's saying? Like I'll that was like that. the running joke, like like back like <laughs> back in those days, like 
everyone had like the China doll tattoo and stuff like that. I'm like, how do we know? None of y'all niggas know Mandarin or Cantonese. Like, I'm not putting like dog shit on my neck. You know what I mean? Like, fuck that. So I never got, I never uh, uh, um dove into it. I almost did when I found out um what Goku looked like and um and um in Mandarin or like I mean, what would be the the the, the proper term for it? I'm sorry. You're probably thinking Cantonese, probably. Or Cantonese, or no, yeah, like the Goku's the, anime, so probably just like Japanese, I'd imagine. Japanese, so whatever like the, the Japanese kaiju, font yeah, the is for, for Goku, I thought I was gonna uh, like that was the, the closest I got to getting anything like that was like Asian when it came to to ink, but yeah, I had the um, the A6s, I had the A3s, I had the um, the answers. I never got the questions, I always wanted the questions, I always wanted them. They've retroed them a couple times. Gotta make sure you grab it. There. I know, but you know what it was? I like when I saw them in person, they weren't like really good shoes. Yeah, I think I was just falling for the hype. Yeah, I would I, get I would get the um the um the answers though. The a, I'll get the A three, I'll get the A six, but the first one's like I don't know, man. It's like they don't look like shoes that I would wear to go out. You know what I mean? They remind me of like um I think they're the penny phone posits. It's like the circle joints. I don't know, man. Like I know, I know for me, it's like I like more elegant shoes now. The, the older we get, we get away from uh, a little bit of the yeah, the, the yeah. Stuff, like yeah. me, I'm more like I'm more like a Dunks Jordan One, um, Elevens, mm-hmm. Fives. Yeah, like I would even wear a pair of Sevens now. I I used to love those shoes. Me like the Elevens. Yeah, I lo- I love the Taxis though. That's like the most comfortable Jordan I've ever worn. Taxi, but it just it looks 12? too much like a sneaker. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's like too much like a sneaker, you know what I'm saying? I hear what you're saying. I like um like you said, dunks and uh Jordan threes a lot kind of for that there. Jordan threes? Yeah, I'm uh. a big I'm a big Jordan three fan. That's probably my favorite Jordan. Yeah, a lot of people have been been like, um well were you from up north? Yeah, I'm originally from New York, but I didn't get into sneakers till I was down here. That makes sense. A lot of my um my New York niggas they they like the threes. The threes for me, funny enough, I like the twos. I got the two okay. lows that uh, that they dropped. The two lows, I can agree with the two lows. That I can get down to. I don't know what about them, but they look better without the uh, the. Anchor. Yeah, the only high ones that I like were the all black ones. That's the only ones that I like. You ever had a chance to go out to um, any of like the big Nike stores? Like I don't know if you've ever been out west, but I know out in in Portland. I was out there a couple years, and the big Nike store oh, sure. in Portland, they have. They used to have it. They they got rid of it and they've replaced it over the years. But they had this Jordan uh, display casing, and they had every single Jordan shoe. And at the time, they released a twenty eight, so one through twenty eight, mm. all in the same all white out colorway, lined up in like this display case. It was one of the cooler things, and I was that was when I was like in my sneakerhead prime, and seeing that was like wow. Like you can just see as they've developed all the same colors. There's no factors outside of just design. it's a really cool thing so if you're ever at like one of those big i know in new york they probably have some stuff like that too in the nike store yeah so yeah go check them out they're, they're especially really now cool. like the, yeah. the like flight club got some stuff going on over there um there's a house of hoops that they got yeah. that um that does some dope stuff too exactly. I, I gotta go to the ones in chicago when i, when I went to chicago i seen um, the jordan statue and that shit was just like euphoric as hell Damn. yeah I've they actually put it inside now because of COVID. Yeah, it's not outside no more. It's inside the building now. That does kind of suck that you can't walk by and see it, but it gives you a reason to go in. So it's kind of fair. doesn't get the Yeah, story. yeah. They were just afraid people were, yeah, was going to destroy it. Because yeah. at that time, like, there was rioting. You know, the Black Lives Matter, the Blue Lives Matter. It was it was getting spooky outside. Yeah. But that's a cool reason to go see it. I, I've never seen that statue. I want to see that statue, and I want to see... The uh, the Dirk statue outside of Dallas. Those, those are like the two. Oh, that one's, that one's that really one's cool. cool. That one's really cool. He, that's what he's doing a fadeaway and everyone's yep. jumping at him, right? Yeah, yeah. That, that's the one that I really want to see. see that. Those are really I saw cool. the one in um uh, in LA. That shit was crazy as fuck. The uh, which one? Are you um, at the Staples Center, because like it's all of them. So like the the Jack hanging. That shit is crazy, bro. It's like how is it not going to yeah. fall on my head right now? <laughs> It's him, like, hanging off the... It's, like, him hanging, right? right off the rim. Yeah. Right off the rim, yeah. And, um... The Magic Johnson, like, the detail on Magic Johnson to see, like, how young he was, like, compared to now was kind of crazy. 
Like they have a bunch of statues. The shit feels like I'm in fucking Greece or some shit like that. But that's what's cool. <laughs> like seeing guys that we grew up watching starting to get these. Like again, Dirk getting a statue. Dirk's not that old. Dirk's like maybe what, like fifty two. Like he's not that old. Uh, so he mm. already got a statue. See, that's really nice because you can be like, man, I watched that guy. They're definitely going to give LeBron one. For oh sure. yeah, he'll probably get maybe one in every place. Maybe not LA, but he'll get one in Miami and. But just sure. to you know, just to sprinkle, just to get niggas mad, Jordan is the only player that has his jersey retired with multiple teams and never played for them. But whatever. Who else has it retired? Miami. Miami uh, got twenty three retired. Pat Riley did it. <laughs> so. Weird. <laughs> they, I mean, no, Pat, wasn't, Pat wasn't was there a thing? Wasn't the there day, a thing so. where Pat told Jimmy that he could wear twenty three? Wasn't that? I'm pretty sure that. Uh, I don't came, know. I'm pretty sure that came out. Re- and Jimmy's like, "Nah, I'm good." The only reason why he would wear it is, is so he could admit that that's his father. Which is definitely his father. Let's let's get that out of the that's way. His right dad. Now. I, I, I never see no other NBA player with those weird ass Michael Jordan ears. Jordan got some <laughs> weird ass ears. He got the MMA ears and never fought a day in his life. <laughs> <laughs> it's one hundred percent his dad, especially with how he gets in the playoffs. Ain't no way. That that's genetic. <laughs> that's genetic. yeah that's genetic when you look at them they kind of look the same man like I, I don't know i don't i don't see how people can unsee it like the way jordan's eyes the thing is like people see jordan now when he's old but when jordan yeah. was like in the 80s like he looked like this nigga jimmy butler man i need them to Oddly. do a dna test Dude, they got them. to or at least the jimmy line is like i think that'll be more drama give me the lie detect thing <laughs> the fact that jimmy was an orphan like what an orphan the, the storylines way so too good convenient it's too convenient way too perfect it's my favorite this is my this. favorite um what is it called conspiracy because this feels too real yeah <laughs> yeah absolutely the fact that he that, that he marquette to fucking the bulls and then you know I don't know, man. They, they just gotta just go ahead and admit it. Just like um, they saying that um, Jay Z has a son out there in Barbados from uh, when he did the big pimping video. Probably, yeah. probably. probably. I wouldn't. I wouldn't put it past. He already cheated on Beyonce. I wouldn't. Uh, just probably a couple others. Which is which is the wildest thing Wild. ever. Like Beyonce, Wild. not even because like I'm not saying because Beyonce looks the way she looks that her pussy's bomb, but it's just like it's beyond. Like it's like one of the most Beyonce. famous people in the world. Uh, How do you think you're not going to get caught? She's like one of the Maybe most successful the women ever. Like... He, he get it, but... <laughs> Bro, like man, like. I don't, I don't, he, I don't know a, how you think that risk, man. In, in the elevator because of that, like, <laughs> Yo, and I, crazy. I feel like that's a really good transition for us because we yeah. did have a game set up for you today, where, like we mentioned at the top, you're a Tampa artist. You make music around here. You're doing great for yourself. As people are able to see, you got the billboard sign in front of you because you're doing great things recently and uh, doing Thank shows you. out in Tampa. We're we're proud of you and proud that we're able to call you a friend of ours. So with Thank that you, being man. said, I do want to get this game started. We have a bracket lined up for you. And as it is okay. with the 16 most recent artists that have won album of the year. There are two stipulations they can't be repeats so there's no anybody who's repeated it a couple times we did take them out so this does go past just 20 uh 2003 and then we did take out a movie soundtrack because frozen did get in here we were not going to put we we didn't want to build a snowman we would not want to build outside of that we have this we threw it in a random number generator uh we'll we'll maybe or maybe not i'm not exactly sure put it up on the screen for you guys um if not we'll have the link to it in the bio for you guys to look at but we're going to ask you, who do you think, as an artist, not just based off the album, but as an artist, would win each individual matchup, and we will get what's essentially the the best artist, I guess, of the last 20 years. Over, yeah. That's one That's one album of the year. Not obviously the best artist, but you know, that's how it goes. Keep in mind, Preem, Preem hasn't seen any of these, so At all. unless he got just knowledge in the back of his head of who's one album of the year, he'll know who's about to come out. Or exactly. the matchups. So. Exactly. So, uh, you ready for us? One. I'm ready. All Just right. Brick, I want you to get this started. Okay. So, first overall against a 16 seed, we got Amy Winehouse and U2. U2. 
You too. We got a shock you right too. away. Yeah, wow. Yo. Too, you oh my God. I got beef with you two. Ever since they put that album on everybody's phone without them even give, asking us, I got beef. But got shit, Jay Z the same shit. Yeah, he really did. I'm cool with Jay Z though. That's my guy. <laughs> Look at that. So, you two over Amy. What, what you like about you two? Um, Utah, man, they got so many hits. They've been on tour for so long, and and so long. and Amy passed before she can really like see her full potential. Yeah, it's very true. You two, iconic band, especially when you're our age and have a little spite for them because of because of that album. But, <laughs> uh, they have been great for a long, long time. All right, the 16 seed upsets Amy right away. Wow. Um, the seeds were random too. Just keeping in mind. Yeah. Um. All right, so to the nine seed versus the eight seed is going to be Bad Bunny versus Rihanna. This is crazy. <laughs> oh, that's easy, Bad Bunny. Really? Already? Let's go. Let's go. He's the highest streamed artist of all time. Of all time. Um, Bad Bunny, Bad Bunny, like with the, with Rihanna. Rihanna came in with Jay Z. Jay Z gave her a lot of cosigns. Um, during that whole like umbrella, Rihanna has like a plethora of different like writers as well too. Um, her singing to me is just like it's it's dope, but it's just like I think Rihanna reinvented herself when she started doing clothing and started doing those fashion shows. Now as for Bad Bunny, Bad Bunny's been music, but he also transcended into wrestling. So now he's oh. he, he's wrestling, doing music, and doing movies. So it's like. Once you get into the movie bag, it, it it's like you you know it's like now you're in a whole different stratosphere because now he's got, he got the soundtracks in the movies now uh, with the wrestling. Now he's like in a whole new culture that that, that listens to wrestling music. You know what I mean? A whole new crowd, and he's still Bad Bunny, he's still torn, he's still out streaming. So. <laughs> and I, and yeah, to man, add he, to that, he, the that. only guy I've ever heard, and you know I'm I'm only 26, so I haven't been around that long, but the only guy I have ever heard be so infectious that like if you ask almost anybody especially here in florida um that they listen to him bad bunny is listened to by virtually everybody whether you know spanish or not it's like him and drake like those are the guys that yeah. as far as i've seen growing up um from artists in my and generation that, and, that's, and, and that's another thing too that's another thing too he's doing this shit in spanish yeah <laughs> yeah it, it's, I listen to Bad Bunny, and I don't know Spanish. It's pretty. I don't impressive. know a word he's saying, but I'll be vibing. vibing. My toe be tapping. I'll be. I'll be trying to sing along. I don't know what I'm saying. We we good. All right, bro. You got this next one. All right, so we got the five seed against the twelve seed. Black Eyed Peas against Usher. Mmm. Mm, we got the first hold up on here. I like this. Um, it's an interesting matchup. It see, is. I, I gotta go with Usher because um, Usher, okay. he's a singer and a songwriter and a dancer and an entrepreneur, and he found um Bieber. Compared to the Black Eyed Peas, where like they had Fergie, but Fergie dropped the ball at the um at the Super Bowl, so kind of put her in the, like a, the, a position. The NBA Finals, right? NBA Finals, what it yeah. was, and then yeah. You know, they didn't contain each other as as a group. It's like Will I Am really just kind of just like broke off and that was the end of it. You know. No, I can get down with that. I I like that one. Usher is like one of those R and B kings right there. So that that tracks for me. And he put other people on too, like multiple people. I mean, finding Justin Bieber is bigger bigger than anything he did in his career because Bieber is like triple what his career was. So Shout out yeah, to just crazy. that alone. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, Shout out to Usher. Crazy, dude. Yeah. Moving on, next matchup. Evanescence. So our, one of our alt groups in here. And then Adele. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hate to do this, but I, I got to go with Adele, man. I got to go with Adele. Adele is... <laughs> she's killing Evanescence when it comes to the Grammys. Oh, they call sure. wars are crazy, yeah. crazy. <laughs> like she is, like she's killing. She is fucking killing. And once again, she's been in movies. Yeah, like her impact, her impact alone. Like people call her Queen of Soul, and she's white. Like what? 
know what I'm saying? Like she she's won <laughs> best new artist, best female pop vocal uh performance and record of the year and song of the year in the same motherfucking year. And she's from Britain. Like what? Like yo. That's crazy. Yeah, like she yeah, she's if if you're looking at awards, part. she's different. <laughs> she's different yeah. if you're looking at awards. Yeah, you got to because it's like I mean, not only that, I think she sold like over like 170 million records, like compared to Evanescence, which I don't think they've done no. those kind of numbers. They're they're cultural. They're they're culturally great, and obviously everybody on this has done good numbers. They won album of the year, so there's numbers and there's like a claim to some extent. But um, yeah, yeah, and Adele's still young. Adele's like 35. Like she can drop out like four more albums and 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 make a huge, 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 huge impact. Yeah. All right, the four seed Adele takes that one on. Yeah. All right. Next up, we got three versus 14. Ed Sheeran against Coldplay. Oh, shit. That's pretty good. <laughs> it is a good one. That's, That's pretty really good. good. That's pretty good. <laughs> um, I'm going to go Coldplay because they're, they're, they're like a legacy artist. You know, um, they already, you know, I, I imagine they have over like 100 million albums sold. Um, trying to remember. I know they got Best Album of the Year. Yeah. And they're another Britain group as well, too. Um, yeah, they're just, they're just way more iconic than Ed Sheeran right now. Ed Sheeran's like, he's like, he'll get there. But it, like, currently, like right now, it's Ed's, Ed's huge right now. Yeah, but still. Ed, Ed's uh, he's getting up there in terms of the all-time streams. He's either like two or three at this point. It's it's Ed Drake and and Bad Bunny in terms of the streaming king. So, shout out, yeah. shout out to Ed for that. Um, let's hop on over to the next one. Okay. Taylor Swift and BTS. Who the hell is BTS? <laughs> I think we got they're our the, answer. <laughs> yeah, they're the K-pop group. The, it's the male like K-pop group. Them. Yeah, yeah. I don't know them, so I can't judge. So I'm just gonna just go with the obvious answer. Okay, That's facts. Cool. If you ever want to BTS, they're easily the biggest K-pop group in the world. And like, if you ever decide you don't want to slander a group of people on Twitter for like your sanity. Don't slander the, the BTS people. You will get attacked people. It'll be vicious. They, they do not hold back. So just keep that no, one no in Swifties. mind. Those Swifties are just as bad too. <laughs> so it's wild. It is wild. All right, Rick. All right. You, you, you ready for this, uh, this matchup? At seven versus 10, Nora Jones Versus Drizzy Drake. Drake. <laughs> Easily. Drake. Drake. <laughs> Drake. <laughs> that was the first wash matchup of the of the bracket. Yeah. Yeah. Easily. Shout out to Nora Jones for the album of the year, though. I don't even know uh, what it is, out. but shout out to her. <laughs> and then the last one of the first quick. round, we got away with me. Sure. Believe it. <laughs> the last matchup of the first round is a pretty good one. Uh, Katy Perry and Alicia Keys. Katy Perry or Alicia Keys? Yeah. Alicia, no. Alicia Keys. See, that's how you know he's from New York. <laughs> that's, that's how you know he's that's, from New that's York. That's my guy. That's how you know he's from New York. Alicia's, Alicia's one of the most talented artists ever, so I, I got to agree with you there, but... But shout out Katy Perry. Yeah, she, she's put out a, a handful of bangers. So shout out to her. She has. She has. She definitely has. Um, I think um, Alicia Keith has. She's written more like ballads. You know what I mean? And she's yeah. still in. You know, like the her doing the song with um, with Fabio kind of like put it back in. And then like Katy oh, Perry, sorry. I can't name. I can't name anything relevant about her at this at this point in time. It's been a American while. Idol. Yeah, she's, she's been on American, American Idol as a judge. That's that's pretty see, that's like now. wasn't Alicia yeah, the same? Or Alicia was on The Voice? Yeah, she was yeah, on The Voice. Yeah. She was on The Voice. So they're kind of in the same realm on that, which is kind of funny. I like The Voice better now. It's always American been Idol back in the day. It's always been better. The Voice has always been better. It's a good true. show. It is. I it's like good, it. It's a good show. All right, let's slide back up to the top of this and uh, 
get through them. So we've been through everybody. It was only the 16. So now we'll we'll start eliminating your your winners here. Let's start with you two and Bad Bunny. Oh shit, Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny already? <laughs> yeah, Bad Bunny. Yeah, Bad Bunny. It's just they not they not fucking with him right now. Nope. Nobody's fucking with him right now. Mm-mm. Okay. All right, Brick. All right, twelve and four. We got Usher and Adele. <laughs> that boy fell out. He's stumped. Oh, man. <laughs> That's tough. I, I think um, I think Usher, man, I think Usher got more, more. What's called it than Adele? More hits. Damn. Then Adele, nah, he don't got more hits. No, I think Adele. Ah, fuck. <laughs> oh man. Um. Hmm. It's a tough one. Nah, I'm gonna go Usher. I'm gonna go Usher. I feel like yeah. I feel like Usher has way more top ten singles than than Adele. Final okay. answer. But damn, but then, I don't know because I remember Adele did some shit. Right? I, I, okay, I, I, so yeah, nah, I'm gonna go, I'm going to Dell. I'm going to Dell. You got a Dell? No answer? Yeah, I'm going to Dell. All right, we locking it in, Adele. Adele <laughs> has won. To the next round we go. Coldplay and Taylor Swift. We didn't get to talk about Taylor much. Ah, uh, man, Coldplay is way more iconic, but Taylor Swift is whooping anyone's ass right now, so I gotta go Taylor. Okay. Not my favorite pick, but yeah, but like I, I like the respect you got you have for it despite maybe not being your favorite. I like that. I, I gained a lot of respect for Taylor Swift when she came to Tampa, did the three night concert in a row, and shut the damn city down, bro. There was traffic in places I ain't never seen traffic because of her. All weekend. For three straight days. Shut the city down. I've never seen anything like it. That that was nuts. So she she got my respect a whole lot more now. Uh, shout this out, is crazy. Shout out Taylor. Nah, you know what? I'm, I'm going. I'm going Usher, man. Usher still found Bieber. I'm going. Nah, you you locked it in. That yeah, it's like it's locked in. Yeah. It's, it's locked in. <laughs> All right. Yeah, to you the... really want you really want to change it? <laughs> I do want to change it. Okay. All right. Well, All right. We got we got. We'll, we'll give you your one. Your that's one your mulligan. one. That's your one. Your mulligan. That's it. No more changing. All right. Final one of the okay, second bro. round. We got Drake and we got Alicia Keys. They've done music together, which is, I think, the only one on this list that's done that. I'm still going Drake. I don't, yeah, Fair. I agree. I'm here for that. Yeah, no, no, yeah, no Drake, arguments. Drake, yeah, Drake's too versatile. Yeah. Yeah. Alicia's amazing, but we got a we got an interesting final four. What is our final four? Bad Bunny, Usher, Taylor Swift, and Drake. Okay. Well, but, we'll start at the top. We got nine versus twelve. Bad Bunny versus Usher. Who's who's moving on to the championship round? Oh, no, Bad Bunny for sure. <laughs> These sleepers, easy. Yeah, because like the the problem is that um you're not um you can do both languages. That 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 both languages is hard. It's hard to beat. I will say. <laughs> Usher did do both languages. He was on a Romeo Santos song. I don't know if you remember that one. Yeah. That was that was Usher. Or that was Drake. Both of them. Ooh. Both of them. Usher Ooh. was on. Usher Ooh. was on. Prom- <laughs> it was one song. It was one song. He was on <laughs> "Promise" by uh, him and Romeo Santos. So keep that one in mind. It's a good song if you don't remember it. Check that one out. It's bachata. <laughs> did I even know that? I do think uh, your answer is still the- correct. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm staying with that. Yeah, <laughs> I do think you're still in the right lane. Uh, to the other semifinal, to a, a spot in the championship, Taylor Swift and Drizzy Drake. Mm. Probably the two biggest English artists in the world. Yeah. Nah, I'm going Drake. I'm surprised there was that much thought on that one. It, it, there was a little hesitation. Okay. Yeah, because um, I mean, like Taylor's still Taylor, you know. So, but I had to think about like um, the impact Drake has made, um, like Across in other avenues. Yeah, yeah. That that's that's the only way that I can um I can really 
like put my my finger on it to get about euphoria like drake drake uh executive produced euphoria and that was the biggest show of the year when that season one came out so you know there's there's other avenues new season needs to drop yeah actually (laughs) that show that show's very good you ready for your finals finals man now another matchup it seems like drake did that song with everybody but drake and bad bunny i knew it I knew it would come down to this. The they did it's the song. Right. It's only right. It's only they did right. the song Mia together, which is a banger. Bad Bunny, musician, wrestler, actor, Drake, actor, musician, executive producer, uh, cognac creator, <laughs> forgotten father, whatever else Drake is. <laughs> they both got the numbers. They they both got whatever awards you want mm-hmm. this is this one's spicy and there's some thought being put I'm, into I'm, it too. I'm going i'm going drake i'm going drake You're going drake <laughs> only because drake can affect the hip-hop and then drake can also do you know like the patois and then he's done spanish yeah he is. now he's streaming wise when it, comes to num- when it comes to numbers wise like bad Bunny's gonna kill him but if I go just based off like culturally, uh, I gotta pick Drake. Yeah, I mean Drake. Drake's dipped his toes in so many bags, and the only one that hasn't been great is his is his uh, EDM bag. Which, if he ever goes back to that, please get a like actual EDM artist to help you out, Drake. I'm begging you. But, <laughs> but outside of that, like Drake's just the most like diverse and like willing to try out new things. Rapper that. that there probably is. So, yeah, yeah. So Drake's your winner. Lock it in. Lock it in. Yeah, Drake's the winner. Drake is Pusha Preem's album of the year artist champion. Congrats, Jersey Drake. This is his best achievement he's gotten in a decade. Uh, I can't think of anything <laughs> that would be even remotely close to this. <laughs> but hell yeah, those are. I mean, those are some fantastic artists, and I'm sure a good chunk of them on you have inspired you, whether culturally, musically. Or just made you had a good time at some point during your life. Um, so shout out to every single one of them for them and the art they create. That's facts. That's facts. I will say that. Absolutely. Now, before we get out of here, I did say that they probably impacted you and the art you create. You got an album on the way. I do. You got an yes, album. I do. Let us know a little bit, as much as you're willing to tell the people about this album you got on the way. So the name of the album is uh, Heroes Eventually Die. Um, it's um, partially a concept album, um, sequel to um, the last album, which was um, Hate to Say Goodbye. Um, it's uh, it's my first Afro album, full Afro album. Um, I think that um, culturally for where I'm at, um, it's like a great segue to bring people into like the personal life, um, you know, to kind of have them see like how is Preem doing all this and then handling like being a dad or being a husband or just dealing with like you know the women in the industry um some of the niggas in the industry and things like that so it's like a very cool based topic chapter of my life that I think everyone's going to enjoy the production on it um it's me and Wild Child Beat so the first time that me and one producer we just went at it for majority of the records like almost all of them uh, there's a couple one-offs here and there. Uh, I work with Julian as well, too. But um, I think this one, just based off the listening party, is going to be like everyone's favorite. And it's just it's right in time for the summertime. Well, towards the end of the summer, but, you know, Florida summer until, like, you know, damn near October. So <laughs> it has like it has a bunch of um, dope vibes on it. Um, it drops on the 17th of August. We had to push it back just because of, like, you know, when people saw the artwork, you know, my team was just so, you know, so energized by like different ways that we can create a rollout plan for this. So, you know, this is something I'm gonna be pushing for the remainder of the year and ongoing. Um, and yeah, you know, it's it's it's, it's about that time. You know, the, the single's been doing really well. So, you know, I see everybody on the on the on the oh, I'm sorry, not the seventeenth, on the first, on the first of August. Okay. Yeah. So pretty soon. Yeah, come out August first. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. In a couple a couple weeks. Of weeks, like yeah, um, after we do um, our, our beer launch on Sunday, we're going to start making the announcements more and more. It was supposed to drop on the 7th, because this is my 7th album. I wanted to be 7-7 with it. But um, 
you know, just like the with everything going on with all the shows, I couldn't give like the proper rollout. And I want people to kind of like, you know, get as much time as they can to sit with this album. So the first is when we're dropping. The 17th is when we're doing the the um the actual party that's focused on it, like the actual release party. Okay. Cool. So awesome. August 1st, we got Heroes Eventually Die by Push Supreme. I'm looking forward yes, to it. The Afro album too. So it's a little bit of a full switch up, at least for a full feature project. And if you guys are already rocking with him, I know y'all be there. And if you haven't, please go check him out. Again, if you're a Tampa native, I'm sure you've seen him around in some capacity if you're on socials, but you'll know that it's Push Supreme when you see the mask on. So <laughs> go up to him, say what's up, tell him the spectators sent y'all because um, that's what it's all about, man. We got to connect and make sure the city's connected. And we and we're not gonna skip over something that he said. He said he after the beer launch. We're not just gonna skip over that because that is a huge accomplishment in itself. Yeah. But this man just be knocking them down one after the other. It's just normal to him. So please, for the people, appreciate let them you, know yeah. a little more about that because that again, you deserve your flowers on that. That's that's sick, bro. I appreciate it. So uh, I'm, I'm I'm launching the beer with um Vatico Brew Works. Um, it's a strawberry apricot based beer. It's called Diamonds and Pearls. Uh, we're doing an event called um, Strawberries and Preen. And basically, you know, I'm really big advocate for like helping our artists and things of that nature. So we're going to be playing a bunch of artists with music. Hopefully they, you know, they record it so they can upload it to the ASCAP and, and get their credits for it. Um, and, it, it, you know, it's kind of like a networking hub for people to kind of just like come and enjoy, have some beer, have some conversations, family friendly. Um, we'll have the QR codes for the album there as well, too. So if anyone wants to buy the album right now, it's available on Bandcamp. And it'll be available on Bandcamp until the last day of this month. So, you know, just, just you know, it's kind of like a just, you know, that little get together. You know, um, I always wanted to create a beer. So it was on my bucket list, along with making a shoe, making a jersey from my old high school. And I have a couple other ones as well, too. So, you know, shout out to Zydeco for uh, entrusting me and just like helping out with it. Oh, shout out to Migs for the artwork for the beer as well, too. So, yeah, everyone pop out, and, you know, if we get a good response, then it'll be on tap. So I'll be the first artist from Tampa that has a beer on tap. Pretty cool. <laughs> Pretty cool. So wishing the best for that event that is going to be this Sunday. Uh, the date's eluding me. Was it the 15th, 16th? 16th, yeah, 16th. 16th. Yeah, Sunday so. the 16th from 4 to 7 p.m. at Zydeco Brew Works in Ebor, Florida. Well, yeah. Ebor, Tampa Ebor. Absolutely. So you got any final words before we get up out of here with you, Mr. Push Supreme? Yes. Um, yeah, anybody that's watching this, thank you for taking the time out. Please like and subscribe and comment. Follow these boys on their journey. You know, Spectators Media, they do a lot of dope things for not only just like melanated men, but just for the culture of podcasting. So if you're a basketball fan, sports fan, or just a fan of just seeing people grow, you guys came to the right channel. Absolutely appreciate you again. Thank you so much for taking two times out of your out of your day to, <laughs> to rock out with us. And we look forward to talking to you again soon. And best of luck with the beer and the album releases. Yes, sir. Definitely can. Absolutely. Everybody, make sure you're following us at Spectators Media. I'm sure you just guys saw all of our rebranding stuff. We'll make sure to see you guys next week for episode 195. And until then, later, everybody. Peace. Later. Peace.